0: there was a couple who who saw me at Superstore and they went and grabbed one of the big sandwiches from the back. And they're like, hey, can you sign this? I was like, of course I'll sign a giant sandwich. That's how it all started, the giant sandwich.
1: This is Yukon North of Ordinary. I'm Karen McCall. We've all heard about the hashtag van life and social media influencers who go viral for showing us places we want to go or lifestyles we wish we had. Well, today I'm speaking to a white horse influencer, but he isn't showing us Yukon adventures or vistas, unless you count the view from the kitchen. Jonathan Ostrander's niche is more universal. Sandwich Dad, as he's known online, makes videos about making sandwiches. And he's hit a mark, at least according to his more than 260,000 TikTok followers. That's over a quarter of a million people watching videos about making sandwiches. And his appeal is growing. He's gained close to 15,000 followers just since I interviewed him for this story. Today, I'm going to try to crack the mystery of who is Sandwich Dad and how his content appeals to the masses. For people who haven't
0: seen your TikTok videos, uh, tell us what you're doing. I'm making sandwiches, uh, all kinds of sandwiches, every kind of sandwich, any kind I can think of, new creative sandwiches, and then I, uh, you know, interact with people who talk about sandwiches. I've even made weird sandwich friends all over the world, so I'm a sandwich influencer, I guess.
1: You're making videos, TikTok videos, about making sandwiches, but you're not you're not eating these sandwiches in the videos also, is that right?
0: You know, at first I wasn't really eating them, because I don't, I don't want people to watch me eat. But uh, then people start saying, you have to take a bite. So we know that you actually ate what you made. And so at the end of each of my segments, I, I take a bite and sometimes people want me to rate them too. Not really my thing either. I think they're all good, but uh, yeah, I, most of the time it's just the making of sort of a bit of a recipe, what these sandwiches look like and making them from home is kind of my main thing too. Making uh, so many TikTok videos and other how-to videos are really, you know, fancy gourmet kitchens. I make mine in my Crowded, messy kitchen with ingredients that I can get at superstore, basically, or independent, or another great Yukon store.
1: We'll get more into the sort of uh, detail, juicy details of your your sandwiches in a moment, but let's uh, let's talk first about how this all came about, Sandwich Dad.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, it kind of started with just being known for making really large sandwiches. You know, I kind of got associated with them when I was about twenty nine. I started making a giant sandwich every year for my birthday instead of a birthday cake, you know, in sort of like the uh, the pre-dad sandwich bachelor years. And it just sort of became a thing where, you know, for a couple of years in a row it started happening. And then I think for my, my 31st birthday, there was like a sandwich buffet that someone had sort of set up when they were planning a, a birthday party for me. And all of a sudden, um, maybe around the time it started, someone just said to me, uh, you know, I, I made a comment about sandwiches being, uh, you know, someone who knows about these sort of things online on some post or something, and someone sort of sarcastically said, oh, sandwich dad, logging on, and so I grabbed it, and I'm still holding on to it very tightly.
1: <laughs> so you developed this reputation amongst your friends first of being the, the yeah. sandwich guy.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Just, you know, if if there was, you know, a sandwich post that came out, obviously I was going to get tagged in it. I wasn't doing anything with sandwiches other than making a giant one on my birthday, or, you know, having a professed love for those large grocery store sandwiches, but... I became known for my friend group, for sure, absolutely. And being a, being someone who's been in the Yukon for a long time, my friend group tends to span across the country because of the transient population. And, you know, living in Dawson City for so long, everyone comes and goes. And so you have friends all over the place. And so I guess I was already kind of known Canada-wide for sandwiches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so when did you foray into uh,
0: the TikTok world? It was j- sort of just before the pandemic. It was... Um, Related to that same comment that my friend had made with sandwich dad logging on, I sort of got the idea. I was like, maybe I should get more into sandwiches. Maybe I should like, you know, do something because I wasn't doing as much of a, uh, I was doing audio work and doing music and things like that. I wasn't doing as much of that because I had more kids all of a sudden. And so I was like, maybe, maybe writing about sandwiches can be my thing. And I realized I could do it on my phone while I was at the, uh, uh, the Canada Game Center when my kids were at swimming lessons. You know, two kids, both swimming lessons, back to back. All right, I'll just write a little article about what I think about grilled cheese sandwiches for a minute. And I was doing that. And then – Like on a blog or something? Yeah, just on a blog, sandwichdad.ca. And then um, some people in Whitehorse started recognizing me as sandwich dad. Uh, Just, you know, sort of uh, friends or acquaintances and peripheral people get called out in a parking lot every once in a while, which was super fun. And then that sort of you know went on into taking more pictures of them, thinking you know trying to take it more seriously, starting an Instagram with just photos, and then all of a sudden sort of stumbling in to, uh, to TikTok when I didn't have time to write and my uh, my third child was born. So that's that's how it came to pass.
1: And you don't have a culinary background, right? You're just someone somebody who's keen
0: on sandwiches. Yeah, I, I mean my culinary background is that I think when I was like in fourth grade, I wanted to be a chef. Uh, and, then, you know, like I, I still remember that from about from then. And then I realized that, you know, like it wasn't necessarily for me working in food service when I was when I was younger, didn't like the kitchen cultures or anything like that. So I went into to other things. Uh, but I've always had like you know a love for food. You know, the the food network has always been something that I always have sort of tuned in on my house and and stuff like that. So the urban peasant growing up on uh, on CBC, stuff like that.
1: So these videos, let's get into this a little bit more. What um, they're about, like about a minute long, hey, and they're literally like the step by step of you putting together these sandwiches in your kitchen.
0: Yeah, it used to be that it was only you could only do one minute videos on TikTok. I think when I started, so I had to try and figure out how to do it pretty fast. It's moved up to three minutes now, uh, so I have a little bit more time, which is nice. But yeah, it's 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 all it is is just sort of making the sandwich. I just sort of started doing sort of my announcer my uh, announcer voice, just being like here is some bread, here is some meat, put them together, this is a sandwich, you know, that kind of thing. And for some reason, it all of a sudden started to, I started getting all these uh, engagements and views. And, you know, as as someone who's sort of, you know, trying to do artistic ventures that require social media accounts before and never getting any sort of view count like that, obviously I just had to keep running with it. You know, like I I was a musician in Yukon for a long time and, you know, toured around Canada a little bit. And I wasn't getting thousands of views or listens on anything. And all of a sudden, there's uh, getting you know, views in the thousands. Uh, and that was, obviously, you got to keep doing it, right? And I think that's sort of one of the appeals of TikTok is somehow you just get a really large audience really quickly.
1: There's niches out there. Was yeah. that surprising, though? Just the, the reaction yeah, that you were getting?
0: Absolutely. I think, you know, within my, my first five videos I posted, one of them had over 90,000 views. And... You know, I just, I kept refreshing and kept, you know, showing it to my partner and being like, 90,000, because she's a musician as well. And she's just like, I hate you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How many videos have you made now?
0: Oh, I don't know. You know, I was thinking about that. I was trying to figure out how many, because I'm sort of taking a bunch of my older videos and uploading them to to YouTube where it actually shows how many videos I have. Whereas TikTok doesn't have like a count or anything. And uh, it's, you know, I probably make like between two and five a week for the past Two years, I guess, two and a bit years. So quite a few. <laughs> Have you had to duplicate sandwiches yet? Oh yeah, I think um, you know one of the, one of the things to to you know keep your engagement up is to keep you know um, uh, interacting with people in the comments. And I swear, every single video, someone says, "Have you made a Reuben yet?" Yes. Several, because you keep asking.
1: <laughs> do, you, do you put a different spin on them if you make if you make like a Reuben a few different times or is it kind of the same thing?
0: I, I think part of sort of what I do is that I, always, I never stick to a recipe, you know. And so um, I would get bored making the same thing. So I always try and do something a little bit different. Um, whether it's, I don't have this kind of bread today, so I'm making do. And I think, you know, like there's, there's almost like, you know, a running joke is sort of like, okay, he's following the recipe, he's following the recipe. Oh no, he's going to use something completely different. Um, I don't think I've ever actually made like the, the actual be all (laughs) end all perfect version of any of the sandwiches that I've made. But I, you know, it's, it's about being, um, being a home chef who has, or home cook who has, uh limited time. You know, I have a full-time job. I work from home and I have a kid, three of them, and uh, a busy life. So I don't have time to, you know, braise a chuck roast for three hours (laughs) and film it, you know, so.
1: Yeah. And it's not like a cooking show where you've got your like uh, condiments and vegetables neatly chopped in these nice little bowls, right? You're just like.
0: It's, It's whatever state my counter is in that day is what you're seeing. If uh, if it's really bad, I'll wipe down some coffee stains. And uh, otherwise, if I'm really tired, it's it's. I'm sorry, you're going to see the mess that I have. My microwave will have some cheese stains in it. You know.
1: I see you've got you've got a few different like categories of sandwiches. You're making sort of mm. like restaurant style sandwiches and uh, more gourmet or
0: international sandwiches. But where do you where do you get your ideas for the sandwiches? Well, you know, it's it's funny. There's a <clears throat> there is a list on Wikipedia that's like a list of sandwiches, and Honestly, that's sort of what I started looking at and started, you know, making a, a to-do list from. And I found out that there was a, another person who had started doing that in 2008, uh, who is now my good friend, uh, Jim Beheimer, who lives uh, in, a, in the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, and we've recently become sort of friends online, but he's been writing about – he started with the Wikipedia list of sandwiches and made them all and has gone so far and beyond that and the, uh, the, the history of sandwiches – and these very long articles about every single sandwich. If you if you find an obscure sandwich online and you find an article about it, it was definitely written by Jim. So he was basically just a couple of years ahead of me, about ten years ahead of me on the uh, his quest to to eat every sandwich. And uh, you know we sort of caught up, and now we get to exchange ideas, and I get to get some some new inside information on sandwiches that aren't on the list yet, and things that and he's been adding to the Wikipedia list, and et cetera, et cetera. It goes on. So I've, there's a bit of a sandwich community now. Um, that's uh, been passing on these these new sandwiches that maybe not everyone's heard of in regional and, and uh, international variations and things.
1: Right, because you're mentioning um, like responding to the comments is is one way to um, uh, I guess get more attention on TikTok. So yeah, is there just this big community that you've now connected with all over the world?
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big community, but it's also a very small community. I mean, if you, uh, if you ask a lot of the the people who are, uh, you know, very engaged on sandwich talk or sandwich TikTok, depending on what hashtag you use, uh, there's, there's kind of four of us. There's, uh, there's uh, myself, uh, sandwich dad, and there's um, uh, my friend well, of all my friends now. Obviously, there's uh, there's Barry, who's, uh, who's sandwiches of history. And Barry's thing is he takes old sandwich cookbooks from you know the uh, the turn of the century all the way up until like the 70s, and just you know really strange recipes. tries one every day, and then you know tries to modernize it for the uh, for the uh, the current palate. He and I have been doing it for quite some time, and then. Uh, all of a sudden, there was a new guy on the on the uh, the scene. Uh, roll for Sandwich Adventures in Ardia, and he does uh, sort of a D and D sandwich thing. So he has all of his multi sided dice, and he has a list of what ingredients he has, and he rolls the dice for whatever ingredient's going to be, and uh, comes up with a new just sort of fate. Randomized sandwich uh, every every three days now, and that, that's and it, Dungeons
1: and Dragons. Yeah, TV. okay. And
0: he he's actually the 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 wonderkind of sandwich talk right now. He's got um he's got a, a, a 1.5 million followers. Lizzo's commenting on his stuff, you know stuff like that. Uh, so he's he's sort of like our our golden boy. Uh, right now, um, Jake over there. And then, uh, and then we have, uh, Jim who's recently joined, uh, we were kind of friends on Twitter and then he sort of came over to, uh, to TikTok and then we became uh, friends and we send each other stuff. And, uh, you know, he sent me some really great stuff from delis in Chicago. I've sent him some Yukon stuff. And, uh, and he's sort of like the, uh, the, the sage of sandwich TikTok. You know, he's, he's the one that has all of the knowledge. He's the one who's written about every single sandwich. You know, he's, he's what we all strive to be. You know? <laughs> but uh, there's, the, there's the four of us that everyone sort of um, tends to go to when it comes to knowledge and uh, content on sandwiches.
1: Why do you think this sandwich content appeals to so many people?
0: What's a better lunch than a sandwich, I guess? I mean, who hasn't ever eaten a sandwich? Who doesn't? Who hasn't had a really good sandwich? Whether you get a good sandwich from Subway somehow, or you go to some uh, you know random sub chain somewhere, or you had a weird sandwich when you were traveling once, or heck, I mean, you could even consider like you know like a taco or a burrito a sandwich, and that's a whole other thing we're not going to get into at all. I'm <laughs> not interested in that. But you know, there, there's just. It's, it's the perfect on-the-go and, and lunch food. And there's no one out there who hates sandwiches. Everyone likes them. And some of us uh, somehow become associated and obsessed with them.
1: <laughs> You're right. The sandwich is fairly uh, universal and cross-cultural.
0: Yeah, well, unlimited permutations as well. So There's so many different kinds of bread, so many different kinds of filling, so many ways to stack it up. You know, it's, I mean, if you uh, even looking into hamburgers, you know, if you just take like the basic seven hamburger ingredients, say like, uh, and I'm not saying cutting like cheese or bacon; those are those are accessories, not not ingredients. But like, say you got like lettuce, tomato, uh, mustard, ketchup, mayonnaise, pickles, onions; those seven. Even if you just layer them differently in a hamburger, it's going to be a different hamburger. It's going to either it's going to taste like a different. um, You know, if you you layer it like McDonald's layers it, it's going to have that McDonald's flavor. Burger King has a different flavor because of how they layer it. Those are the weird things that I've had to come up with. Uh, posting on sandwich talk but it sort of speaks to the unlimited permutations of how to make a sandwich
1: wow yeah i would have never th- i mean when i build a hamburger i I'm, I'm trying to think strategically but i didn't really think about the different but, flavor you know comes. and i think
0: that's one of the most interesting things is is the build, is the burger build because how many of us have had different you know your homemade your barbecue burger when you're sitting there and you're like okay how am i gonna pile this up how do they do it at like the place i like fast food the best and then you how many different combinations of that have you tried in your lifetime it's always different. Yeah, It's really hard to find the perfect one. Do
1: you have a favorite one?
0: I've, I'm still working on it. I have a couple favorites and I have like certain systems, burger systems as I call them memorized uh, that I've been working on. My latest one is, is putting the uh, the tomatoes on the bottom and the lettuce on the top. I'm starting to like that one. Mm. I like the tomatoes separate from everything else on the bottom. It's, it's interesting.
1: As long as you eat it quickly so that it doesn't get soggy. That's right. Yeah. But I mean, who doesn't eat a burger quickly?
0: That's right. But they do provide a good barrier from the uh, burger hitting the bun and the burger sogging up the bun. So.
1: Have you ever made any god-awful sandwich?
0: Yes. You know, one of my favorite sandwiches to make is the Dagwood because it has no rules, right? The Dagwood is just named after like, you know, Dagwood the cartoon character from the Blondie comic strip who just used to make really tall, you know, gigantic sandwiches. And uh, Dagwood doesn't have any rules. It just has to be a sandwich with a lot of stuff in it. And, uh, you know, typically the, the one I try to make is the one that looks as much like the, the cartoon as possible. So I usually use four layers and I just try and make basically four different sandwich sandwiches stacked on top of each other. But one time I was on a real like, um, pan banya kit, kick rather, which is like, you know, the, the Southern French sandwich with, uh, olives and tuna and anchovies. And, uh, I thought that maybe that would go well in the middle of a Dagwood with like some some corned beef on one end, and some sauerkraut. And it just it, it, was, it was literally one of the worst things I've ever eaten.
1: Did you eat it?
0: Yeah, I had to. I can't waste food.
1: <laughs> that's, that's a good value. Typically, the
0: Dagwood is a sandwich you're making to try to get rid of leftovers as well. It's kind of a leftover thing. Like, I got this meat I got to use up. We got to make something gigantic and crazy. And if you don't finish it, it kind of ruins the spirit of the Dagwood. Right.
1: <laughs> Who are your followers? Are they watching the videos because they want to make the sandwiches, or do you think they just appreciate the content?
0: You know, it's hard to say. There are definitely people out there who make them. There are definitely people who I think have been inspired to like start their own TikToks and make sandwiches uh, just just from watching. And I think there are people who are just sort of like, you know what? I need to have some food content on my feed. Or I really also like sandwiches. I want some ideas. But, you know, by and large, it's kind of hard to say. You know, on on TikTok, I have like almost 250,000 followers. And so it's kind of hard to say. Like, you know, when you're, looking at your analytics and things like that. So I know that somehow on TikTok, I think it's like 60% of my followers are actually from the US. And then I think it's about uh, 60, 40 male, female. And um, then there's also, it gives you like some cities. So, in Canada, I know that like uh, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver and Toronto I have the most. And then the states, Chicago and Houston is where I have the most. So I don't, it's, it's kind of hard to tell who are my followers other than people who like sandwiches, which is kind of just everybody. It's a bit of a wide shot.
1: Has there been any, I guess, surprising interaction or any kind of like um, high highlight since you've started your sandwich dad TikTok?
0: It's hard to say. I try and bring a lot of, like, your sort of joy and positivity into, into what I do. I think, you know, one of the highlights is that when you post something online, you're really kind of expecting at this point to get a lot of negative comments because that's just what the internet does. And I would say that the most surprising thing, and I'm still a bit baffled by it, is that I get very few, like, negative trolling comments. Uh, you know, around when I started, there was maybe a couple here and there. And my strategy was just to kill them with kindness and somehow they're all dead. <laughs> so uh, the whole sandwich talk thing has got a reputation for being sort of the most, one of the most wholesome sides of TikTok as well. And, you know, that that's kind of nice. I don't necessarily consider myself like, you know, a, a, a wholesome down to earth kind of person. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not necessarily that, but... It's kind of nice to to have that attached to you where people can go for for comfort and to look at the comments and not expect there just to be a lot of terrible stuff in there. You you can actually read the comments on Sandwich Talk and not just hate life afterwards. (laughs) Not think the world is a terrible place.
1: Yeah, I mean, Sandwich Dad, the name is, is quite wholesome. What do your kids think about your thing
0: well, I think the the kids like it for sure. I mean, like my kids are uh, twelve, seven, and two, so all five years apart. And so my twelve year old, obviously, you know, she has stories of uh, every once in a while. The kids in her class remember that uh, you know they have TikTok, uh, and they they remember that 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 uh, you know her dad is Sandwich Dad, and they're like, oh yeah, we got to watch all those videos, you know. And so that's that's I think she kind of likes that. She's sort of like all the stupid boys in my class want to watch your videos. They all <laughs> they all care who you are. But I, I know that she likes it and, you know, I think it sort of inspired her to like try and enjoy sandwiches more because my kids hate everything. They're picky little buggers and, <laughs> and and so I think it's inspired them to get more into sandwiches. Um, my middle daughter, she definitely has been a bit more interested in making sandwiches, not in eating them, but she likes to make them. She likes to like uh, try and come up with like creative combinations and then take a bite and then leave it. And the smallest one, I mean, he's been sort of with me from the beginning because when I was... Uh, you know at home just with him he's sitting on the counter while I'm making all my sandwiches I mean he doesn't sit on the counter now he just bolts past you barely get to see him but he's sort of been a part of my TikTok for a while as well because he's just he always had to be there so Uh, and he had a grilled cheese yesterday so we're on our way.
1: (laughs) Starting them young. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You said you mentioned you have a you have a full-time job Uh, is is Sandwich Dad I mean it's you've got a lot of followers is there some uh, like financial benefits to, to this as well?
0: No. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think that there could be. There, there are definitely ways to, uh, to make money off of that kind of thing. Um, and it's, it's really not too much. You know, in Canada, uh, we're one of the, uh, the countries that doesn't have, us in Australia particularly don't have uh, access to the creator fund on TikTok. So, you know, I think if you're like in the States or the UK or a lot of places in Europe, uh, if you get a, you know, a viral video that gets lots of views, you do get a little bit of uh, cash back for that.
1: For advertising uh, or something. Yeah. Okay. It's
0: just, you know, it's, it's part of the, uh, you know, maybe an incentive to get people to, you know, create more and try and get these viral things to keep TikTok super big and relevant or whatever. I don't, I don't know what the marketing is for that. But uh, for some reason, they don't have it in Canada. I'm not sure why yet. They keep saying it's coming. But so there, there's there's no monetary value from the, the 250,000 followers that I have just from posting for sure. Uh, you can – sometimes people give you gifts on Lives. Uh, in the last two years, I've made uh, $11 from that. So that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> that's you know, like I, crowdsource kind yeah. of like, yeah. <laughs> and like people want like, you know, I have some shirts and stuff like that that uh, that I have through like a, a print-on-demand thing. And like, I don't know, maybe maybe I sell one a month, one shirt or, or hoodie a month, maybe a couple around Christmas. It was actually kind of nice. I had the uh, the owner of, of J.P. Graziano's, which is sort of like a really old school Italian Uh, deli in Chicago, his wife got him one and he was wearing it and super excited about it. So that was nice to get some, some rep from like a a real proper old school Italian deli in Chicago wearing one of my shirts. Uh, And then like, you know, like all of us sandwich creators support each other and buy each other's stuff too. So, I mean, you know, there's that, but I mean, yeah, honestly, I think the total I've made is probably close to like $50, but, um, but there's also like advertising. I've actually got approached for one particular, um, like promoted post where they're going to like send me their product and I'll do a couple videos for them for, for a couple hundred bucks actually. So that's it, uh, two years. And I'm just sort of getting to the point where I'm making a little bit of money. So
1: right so you' you're getting some condiments in the mail
0: and you know what that's that's the best part is getting the condiments in the mail. I've had a couple of things sent you know one of the hardest things to get that's sort of you know this this staple that so many Canadians never got to try is Duke's Mayo because it's only really sold in the, in the southern states and I've 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 checked to see if they have it in Skagway or in Haines or somewhere close uh, and I don't believe that they do it like the igas in uh, in the uh, the US towns close to us it's mostly like a, a southeastern US thing and it's getting bigger in the rest of the states but i've had a couple of people send me the duke's mayo which is a very coveted item for even for some people in the states so it costs like 60 bucks if you're going to get it off Amazon so it's, wow. it's nice to get someone to send that up there and then of course like yeah some some really great condiments from from friends and other sandwich posters and uh and from actually from JP Graziano from Chicago who sent me all of their uh you know Italian jardinaire and muffaletta seasoning and stuff like that and there's even, uh, you know, the first thing I ever got was a fan from Amsterdam sent me a bunch of, uh, of Dutch cheese, which was really nice, too. So that was, you know, getting, everyone loves getting mail. That's kind of the best part, honestly. And
1: these things are just like, they just arrive in your mailbox. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Yeah. That's and then and that's
0: like, every time I see something addressed to Sandwich Dad, it's it's pretty exciting because you never know what it's going to be, but you know it's going to be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty great.
1: And probably food related.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs>
1: Uh, you also, you said you do some like freelance audio work um, and people get to know your voice through these, these videos. Yeah. And so you've done some audiobooks and things like that as well.
0: Yeah. And I haven't for a while, uh, just after, uh, our, our third child was born, I didn't have room for a studio. So I, I still have done a couple of things, some, some audiobooks and some voiceover work, but my studio is now my laundry room where I have hooks kind of, and there's, you know, my blankets coming down and I put my computer in my, uh, in my interface on top of my washing machine that's covered in a blanket. And it's it's not the best setup. And I, I still do it every once in a while. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's one of those things I don't have as much time for anymore. And Sandwich Dad is getting me those that, that dopamine hit of people liking it all the time. So it's it's a bit easier to do that. But hopefully uh, in the future, once uh, the youngest one is a little bit bigger, I can have a bit more time to do more audio work and things like that. But yeah, voice work is something that I really like to continue to do. And one of the my favorite things people comment on my my post is, is about my voice as well. And that's, that's, that's something I've always tried to work with. So.
1: You mentioned you get a a dopamine hit from Sandwich Dad. So you're going to keep going with Sandwich Dad. You're, you're feeling good. You're not getting tired of it.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things where you wonder if you, there's, there's almost like a pressure to post sometimes. You're like, you know, I know that, um, that one of my, my friends, you know, Sandwich is a history, he posts every day. You know, he's a bit older and has no kids. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe he has time to do that. I can maybe throw out a couple posts a week. And so you start, you start to feel a bit guilty about that. You're like, oh, I got to keep up with the, the algorithm. I got to keep on people's pages. You know, I got to keep doing this. You know, what, what will the fans think if they don't get a tuna sandwich from me? And, uh, you know, no nobody cares. They'll care if you post it and they'll send you nice things and they'll give you that that hit of like, you know, commenting or, or liking or, you know, even getting something that's, you know, 100,000 plus views if you're if you're lucky. And that feels great. Um, but it is it is kind of hard to go without that sometimes. Even if you're posting and all of a sudden you're like, why is no one seeing my stuff? Why is the algorithm not putting it in people's, you know, for use or whatever? You start to get a bit down and you kind of have to recenter. Be be like, no, 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 you're fine. Just do it while you like it. And so, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. I don't know what comes next from it. Do I want to just post videos on TikTok forever? I don't know. Maybe I'll move on to posting somewhere else or maybe I'll move it into more of like a YouTube series. I don't know. It's it's hard to say what sort of comes next for it if I'm going to keep doing it. But I'm going to keep doing it because I like making sandwiches. And if I'm going to eat a sandwich most days for lunch, I might as well film it if I have the time. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess the videos are between one and three minutes. How How much time actually goes into every video for you?
0: It depends on the sandwich. Sometimes it it can be kind of frustrating, especially when I have a full house. If I'm trying to do something on the weekend or something when everybody's home, then I typically just record the video and do the I'll just do an audio voiceover for that later. There's no way it's going to be quiet or whatever. But sometimes if it's just you know uh, me or uh, or me and the uh, the youngest one at home, I can bang one out and you know maybe maybe an hour or something just with uh, all the you know the the hashtags and stuff before you post and. You know, putting a – writing a little comment or making sure you have captions or – you know, there's it's – there's a lot of time that sort of goes into it. One thing I've been researching lately is, you know, using different apps or maybe um, doing more editing, uh, higher quality video, things like that. And that's just as a an extra chunk of time for a one-minute video that's – you know, how much time do you put into something that you're essentially doing for free, <laughs> you know, so – yeah, it's it's one of those things that's sort of always on my mind. It's it's a weird world to navigate. Suddenly being this influencer and people having expectations of you as well. So
1: no uh, no worries of you getting sick of sandwiches anytime soon though.
0: No, I don't think that'll happen. And I think that like um, you know the the friends that I made on on um, through sandwich posting and things too has really been one of the better parts of it. Suddenly, having this community of sandwich people, um, uh, especially around North North America, I think no matter what, I would always stay in contact with those people as well, and sort of you know keep up with them as long as if they're doing it, I can still do it. And you know, I think that the, the love of sandwiches isn't going anywhere.
1: How many? You know, you've got uh, people around the world who follow your videos. Uh, here in the Yukon, you said some people recognize you and say, "Hey, sandwich dad." Is yeah. that is that getting more common that a lot of people know you locally? I know you've been on the radio a couple times here and stuff as well.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I don't uh, I don't go very many places anymore. So that's uh, that that uh, that makes me get recognized a little bit less, um, but I do still have to go to the grocery store, and so if, if I get recognized, that's usually where it is. You'll see me at Superstore on uh, Tuesdays, Fridays. When do I go to Superstore? You know, but yeah, usually it sort of happens there. I actually, uh, I actually signed someone's sandwich a couple of months ago. Uh, there was a couple who who saw me at Superstore, and they went and grabbed one of the big sandwiches from the back. And they're like, hey, can you sign this? I was like, of course I'll sign a giant sandwich. That's how it all started, the giant sandwich. So, That's amazing.
1: I bet when you're in the in the aisles there, someone's like, what sandwich are you making next?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, every, every once in a while. Yeah. Well, even just when I was walking by the pharmacy the other day and the, the pharmacists were like, hey, sandwich dad. I was like, hello. <laughs> I like getting recognized. It's nice. Okay. So how can people find you online and follow you? Uh, well, primarily, like everything I post, I usually start on TikTok, just because that's sort of where the, where I record my videos and where I have the most followers, and so that's sort of what I sort of prioritize. But usually, uh, the same day or the day after, I post everything as well to um, to Instagram, to uh, YouTube. Usually comes a little bit later. I'm kind of catching up on a lot of YouTube videos from last year. But I got a YouTube channel, and it's all of the Sandwich Dad. Uh, my Instagram is uh, is at sandwichdad.ca. Everything else is at just Sandwich Uh, I'm also getting back onto Facebook a little bit. My Facebook page I haven't really posted to in forever, but I finally got it hooked up to my Instagram. So it should be posting to Facebook, uh, my Facebook, uh, the Sandwich Dad page more often. And on Twitter, too, as uh, Sandwich Dad. So I'm pretty easy to find. Type in Sandwich Dad, you'll find me.
1: And, of course, to support you, SandwichDad.ca to buy some Sandwich Dad merch.
0: Yeah, you can definitely uh, find the store at SandwichDad.ca or... Great. Well, thank you so much for coming
1: in and demystifying Sandwich Dad for us.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, Karen.
1: That's it for this episode of Yukon North of Ordinary, the podcast. Please share this episode and leave us a review. It really helps. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also subscribe to our print magazine by going to northofordinary.com. While you're there, check out Yukon North of Ordinary merchandise, and for a full product line, visit the Bricks and Mortar store in Whitehorse, located on the corner of 2nd Avenue and Steel Street, across from City Hall. There's a great selection of clothing, hats, stickers, glassware, and more. Do you have something to say about this episode? We'd love to hear from you. Find us on social media at North of Ordinary. You can also contact me, Karen McCall, with feedback or story ideas, Editor at northofordinary.com is my email. Thanks to the whole team at North of Ordinary Media. Our podcast artwork is by art director Manu Kegenhoff. Our music is by Head Candy and Tribe of Noise.com. Thanks for listening. We have another episode coming out soon. I hope you listen in.